0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Get Real Podcast. Today we're at Harris Heights.
1: Where it all began. My name's Ned. And Lisa.
0: So when we were just little gaffers around six years old, this was the very spot that Lisa first laid eyes on me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we thought this week's topic was, it's about relationships. So we thought this is a perfect place (sighs) to come and talk about relationships.
1: I'm melting right now. Well, the heat too.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. My, my body cries all summer. <laughs> loudly. Well, it cries silently. No, loudly. I make all the sound effects it could ever want or need. <laughs> but anyways, aside from my crying body, we'd like to talk about relationships today. I think relationships are, are so important. They're, they're important because we, we generally have them we generally have uh, intimate ones and we have relationships with our family, our friends, acquaintances, even the the stores that we frequent on a regular basis. We begin to have a relationship with the people in those stores. So relationships can can be difficult. They can be they can be easy. They can bring joy, they can bring sadness, anger. There's so many emotions that can be stirred up through relationship. But I, I feel like they're so important. They're important because they help us connect deeper to ourselves through each other. They're important because they often show us you know, where we need to maybe build some strengths. And because relationships have a way of mirroring uh, things to us. In how we relate to people, I think it changes greatly Uh, when we have a good relationship with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So this week's episode, this is actually part one of two. We're going to possibly three, who knows? So we we think relationships is such a big topic that we could probably squeak out maybe another week or maybe two weeks uh, for relationships. But this week's topic on relationships is about how did, how did Lisa and I get ready for each other? And I, I think there's a lot of people out there that are, are single and they're, they're desperately seeking that a relationship that they feel close uh, with, with their partners. Mm-hmm. And because Lisa and I share such a, a deep, uh, special, intimate bond, quite often people, people say to us, we want a relationship like yours so we wanted to share with you what we did at, before we met each other and I, and I think it's it's key because we when we both talked about how we had readied ourselves for each other we had similar things going on
1: yeah yeah i could definitely answer to that
0: so lisa what did you experience before you met me
1: yeah not everybody knows that story um I, I had actually experienced the most difficult death of my life. Um, my best friend, was like a father figure to me, uh, we were together every day and he, he taught me self-love what that was. And he also taught me so many values about unconditional love and, um, just all the things that a gentleman would, would, would be best for, to live, right. To portray. And, um, When he died my i felt like my whole world crashed and it's but it it caused me to to first of all i also became single at the same time um but it caused me to really go inward and because no one seemed to compare to him um in taking stock of, of everything that he had taught me i decided to get really clear to clean up my wounds but also to get really clear on on what it was that that I wanted in my life for a partner, what I wanted to be myself, more importantly. And I just wasn't willing to settle for for any one, anything less than what my friend Tom had taught me. Uh, So at just the right time, he clicked into my head and I remembered that little boy that I was so fond of that I met here. Or I, well, I sort of stalked you, but I was only seven; you were six. It was only for a year. So. Yeah, and
0: restraining orders eventually <laughs> run out. So, as
1: I say, it worked though, right? <laughs> I Don't recommend doing that, but uh, yeah, no. Just when I got really clear on what I wanted, uh, you had the same experience, sort of, right? Mm-hmm. It came into to, to just the right time.
0: Yeah, and you were you were doing a lot of uh, work on yourself. I, I remember mm-hmm. when I. When I first met Lisa, the first time she sent me a friend request on Facebook, it's really ironic because the night before, I had prayed to God to send me my ultimate love, and the very next day uh, in my friend request was Lisa. And I remember when I looked at, like click confirm on the friend request, and I just felt like a jolt go through my body. But then when I went to her page, I was really enamored with all the beautiful things that, that you were displaying on your page. I was really enamored with the fact that you were at an ashram and mm-hmm. being on retreat was something I was very familiar with because of my background with meditation and the Ishaya monks. So I, right away I thought, oh, this person is is taking care of themselves. They're they're doing a little self-care and And that was sort of my journey before I met Lisa. I struggled deeply with relationships for many years. And I struggled because I I never thought I was good enough. I thought that I wasn't worthy of of getting a partner. And it was my own limiting belief that held me back. And and after I separated from my first wife, um, I sort of went on like a, a dating spree. And I became somebody that I, I didn't really want to be. And I was, I was not living very consciously or authentically. I wasn't being honest with myself. I, I didn't lie to people, but I wasn't being honest with myself. And so just before I met Lisa, I would spent a great deal of time just being single and I knew that it was, I had to do some work on myself. I knew that I had to heal my relationship with this faulty idea that I was a flawed partner, and because I held these beliefs so deeply, and and yet there was this beautiful woman waiting in the wings for me. All these ideas that I held about myself were just completely untrue, you
1: know. Mm-hmm. And you you came to that though, and I brought the energy of my healed self to you. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't have. I didn't look through your Facebook and find the same types of things. But I, I, I didn't know that you were into the same things I was into just yet. But I've, I learned the importance of of moving on, of a strong hunch as well, right? If you are ready and you're you're healing, you gain clarity that you didn't possibly have before. Mm-hmm. I didn't, and I'm able. I was able to hear that come through very clearly. Mm-hmm. And I knew there was some kind of a, a vortex of energy. There was something going on uh, for us and, and, and in service for others. But it was something that we did together.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it, it felt very sacred. It felt very different. Um, it, it is worth doing all that. Um, just getting really clear in yourself and, and um, taking inventory of yourself, laying those past things down, those judgments of yourself like you had. Uh, because this is something this is an example of what can happen mm-hmm. the sacredness of it
0: and for me what i started doing was i started to look at all my relationships mm-hmm. not just my my intimate ones i started looking at relationships i had with family and friends and acquaintances and and intimate relationships and i started to draw a line that connected all of them together so in in my ability to just pull back and, and take a, an objective look at all my relationships. I could see where I was not healed in a lot of ways. My relationships were mirroring some of the, the common, there was so many common threads and, and a lot of it was rooted in my own insecurity. And I've talked about this on, on many podcasts where I, I said that I was deeply insecure. And I was very angry, but that was sort of this uh, a huge bone of contention or a problem that would show up in almost all of my friendships. And so if you're out there waiting for your ultimate love to come, use this time. Use it as a time where you start to reflect on yourself. Take an evaluation of, of all your relationships that you've had. What is the common de- denominator? What do you do well? What do, you, what do your friends say, oh, I really like this about you? Or what do you feel works in your relationships? Those are your strong points. And what do you feel doesn't work in, in your past relationships? We quite often will get out of a relationship only to find ourselves in the same relationship with another person.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you have
0: that experience? Yeah,
1: up until you... Actually, mm-hmm. I just want to add that uh, 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 it's a probably a whole another subject. Actually, we've done this subject before. Is, is the subject of attachment versus love, right? Mm-hmm. So, in taking inventory of your past relationships, uh, anything that doesn't feel good, it's still sticky. That's because there's attachment, which usually comes from fear, but but it's not love. So you can, you get, it kind of gives you. Uh, um, it points to what you could be working on, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I remember myself going back to my ex ex wife, and in apologizing for a lot of things that I did. Uh, when I when I took a bit of time to reflect on who I was as a partner to my my ex wife, I I realized there was so many awful mean things that I did and there was a lot to apologize for and that in itself was such a it was a journey of healing for me so it was it was something that I drew a lot of empowerment from because I I was for once in my life I was objectively looking at myself and and I think like Lisa and I teach a a relationship workshop Mm -hmm. And the, the funny thing is, is we'll get three quarters of the way through the day and three quarters of the day is spent on people taking care of themselves. And I think that's the key. The real key point here mm-hmm. is when you're seeking or searching for that ultimate love to come to your life, use that time to take care of yourself, learn how to love yourself. And that's what Tom did for you. He showed you
1: God, yeah.
0: showed you your worth. He showed you how to love yourself. And, and it, it
1: wasn't it, it it was painful in the beginning. I think it's okay to have that experience. Painful to love can not that love is painful, but it can be when you see how unloving you've been to yourself or that you're worthy. It's okay that that comes with tears. You're still moving things, right? And mm-hmm. I I I find it interesting that in the relationship course that we taught uh most people, if not everybody, wants to know when are we gonna learn about relationships when we're half three quarters of the way through? Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting that it's not obvious to them that the self-love should come first or does come first. That's why we're we're leading with that and why we're doing majority of it on the on yourself, right?
0: That's right. And so how do we love ourselves? How do we get to that place where we genuinely feel good about the the person that we are. And, and for me, a lot of it had to do with how much I was talking to myself in my mind. It was, it was all these negative thoughts that I had on repeat in my life. I was constantly repeating the same scenario. And I, and I talk about this a lot too, about the, the mind and how we, we go on repeat constantly. So getting to love ourselves is learning how to, to first be kind in our mind. So another way would that we're kind to ourselves is that we don't settle. We don't settle for something that is, that we know is not right for us. And, and I think I, in the past, what I would do is if there was a, if I was single and there was a possible person that I could date, I would just go right to that. And, and no matter if they fit me or not, I would just settle. And it, it it's not like I had a huge list when I met you, because I didn't have a list. Mm-hmm. I was more just—I was confident in myself, and I, I remember going on my first date with you, mm-hmm. and I wasn't trying to win you over or oh, to um, no. impress you. We
1: got stories for everything. <laughs> <laughs> They're real stories.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was sort of a ham. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, a little dry too when you were nervous. Yeah, yeah. The kissing was phenomenal,
0: though. Oh yeah, the first, our first kiss. <laughs> Let's save that for another, the next episode. Can hardly wait. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Wait till you hear what happened during our first kiss. Don't
1: feel bad for me though. Okay?
0: It's not X-rated. No. Uh, Lisa, Nellie didn't get hurt, but it, no. it wasn't, wasn't good. <laughs>
1: He's Any- still doing it today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Anyways, the, the topic of loving yourself and caring for yourself, knowing what's right for you and what's wrong for you not settling for for someone the, that you know is not not the person you're supposed to be with. And that, that includes friendships. Oh, there's thank been you, yes. many friendships that we'll get into and we know that this person isn't isn't loving us the way that we want want to be loved. We sometimes get get into friendships and, and the other side can be very selfish. And loving yourself is being strong enough to say, no, no thanks. I I don't want or need for that in my life. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Other ways to love yourself.
1: It it might not feel natural, but to consciously put yourself first. Mm -hmm. Moment after moment with with each thing. Sometimes it does feel forced, but it's like... uh, I even remember doing this with a, with a plate of food before. It's like, no, oh, I always give people the biggest portion, the best portion, right? I have a conscience. I have to. And then, but, you know, instead saying, like, I'm I'm going to take care of myself. I, I, I really want that bigger piece today and not feel bad about it.
0: Just- but, that's probably why I get this much potatoes. <laughs> when we have potatoes, I get about that, that much. I'm Irish. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, old Nellie here, she gets... <laughs> whole plate
1: (laughs) (laughs) even saying no though saying no is so important you can say no with love i always say it's not what you say it's how you say it but saying no i actually that would overextend me i'm i'm too tired or Mm. i would be too tired
0: and and when we do the next uh session of the relationships the next podcast we're gonna we'll talk a little bit deeper on that subject of what relationships are about from our perspective. And it's not like we're, we're relationship gurus. We just know what has worked for us. Yeah. And so getting ready for your ultimate love, I, I wholeheartedly feel like it's, it's a very special and unique time. It's a time to, again, learn how to care for yourself, love yourself and learn how to, to not settle. Any, any final conclusion?
1: I just want to say for, for our friends that are single right now and are exploring that space, we're really proud of you for that. Um, it's such a time to, to learn about, about yourself. I also, I also want to say that um, I, I think anytime that you can, you can come from a, your heart space in anything with your partner, Mm-hmm. I, I love when you you talk about how seeing your partner every day we see each other like we've never never with new eyes every day yeah right that's a sacred thing that leaves rooms for this for the sacred to, to be between us
0: that's right mm-hmm. and those are some of the topics we're gonna yeah. we're gonna discuss next week at length yeah well, i looking forward to that i'm looking forward to it too <laughs> well everybody thanks for joining us this is just a, maybe a small tidbit of what we could offer in, in the area of preparing ourselves for relationships. But I hope, hopefully, there's something there that sticks or is helpful for you. Yeah. Hope everyone's <laughs> having a wonderful day. Thank you. Take care. Take care. And goodbye.
1: Bye.